And we're live. All right. Woo! Happy, it's July 1st. Happy Bidoof Day. Yeah, the new holiday taking the world by storm. New most important day. Uh, the most important thing to celebrate on July 1st, Bidoof Day. Um, Definitely. Our Lord and Savior, Bidoof. Thank you to him. Yep. Yeah, what did you do to celebrate Bidoof Day? How did you show your appreciation for the big Bidoof? Oh, I did my normal 10-hour shift. Okay, okay. Yep, I went to work as, well, you know, went to work. Yeah, um, work, yeah. Worked. Um but in, you know, in honor of Bidoof, you know, I, sure. I, you know, I keep Bidoof in here on Bidoof Day. Yeah. Um, as all, Where else would you keep as them? all good. Uh, Besides a Pokeball. Maybe. As, yeah. You, you got to let your Bidoofs out of the Pokeball on Bidoof Day. They're not allowed in the Pokeball. Mm, can't do that. That's uh, why I'm not allowed near playgrounds anymore. Can't let the Bidoof out. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. John's not here today. Uh, busy letting a Bidoof out, if you know what I'm if you know what I'm saying. No, he's doing <laughs> yeah. like family stuff, I guess. Yeah, and it's running uh, later than he expected. Uh, but for those yeah. who are sticking around for the uh, Bug Fables episode after this, John will be there for that. So there's yeah. still a, a John podcast coming at you. And if you're not sticking around for the Bug Fables episode, then. Uh, you suck. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I caught up on Loki. Um, okay. Last yeah. night's episode was awesome. So exciting. The the after credit scene is crazy. That part was great. There was just a lot of like like exciting like twist and turns and like holy shit they just what but. They then again the whole show's time travel so like what is anything gonna matter <laughs> yeah and like it, it's based on comic books nothing matters <laughs> sure <laughs> they can retcon everything but yeah no it was a good time for sure quite into that and another thing i i realized this after last week's show that we didn't uh, talk about um is the uh, the movie that came out the week before luca okay i watched that uh this week actually luca's fantastic it is very good. Uh, like, it's hard. The thing, I guess, it's not a problem I have with it. It's just kind of the way it is. It's a Pixar movie, so, like, there's nothing surprising in it. I just think it looks amazing. I like the setting of it. And that's kind of, like, the thing. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, I, it kind of came out of nowhere uh, for me. You know, it wasn't super on my radar. Um, uh, but, you know, like... Uh, free on disney plus so that was pretty great um my yeah. expectations yeah so they were pretty pretty just kind of like low like I, I didn't have any expectation i hadn't really seen a trailer yeah but like it's gotta be my favorite pixar movie for the last while okay i could see somebody making that argument for sure it's very good yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty funny like real consistently funny as it was going you're right it looks great um, they even, I feel like the characters looked a little different from your typical Pixar humans. They almost had like a, like an Ardman company kind of quality to their yeah. faces. Like the smiles, you could just see like Wallace and Gromit in their like big toothy smiles. 
the whole thing had a very almost animated claymation feel to it. Not like fully claymation, but like there's definitely hints of it in a lot of it. And that I thought that was cool looking. It was also just like really touching in a typical Pixar fashion. Um, So that was yeah. great to see some fun twists with some of the characters, some fun reveals. I Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. That'll be one that I'm like looking for um, the Blu-ray when, you know, on Black Friday when I'm when I do my yearly buy up all the blu-rays from the last year for cheap sure. yeah yeah no it's pretty good literal fish out of water story for anybody who might not like luca literally came out of nowhere so for people who might not know what it is it is about a sea monster who kind of it like almost a reverse little mermaid in a weird way like goes up to the land and starts living with humans for a while and kind of meets another boy well, I mean, that's kind of, that's not reverse Little Mermaid. That's Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, yeah. No voice being stolen. Um, no but voice just, being like, stolen. But just, like, really silly, like, Italian stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, way into Pretty pasta. Good. Praying to the different saints of cheeses, um, which was good. All the characters. I loved, like, every character that was introduced. I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. The girl is delightful. The Her dad is fantastic um luca luca's parents were all great um i yeah i just really like that movie so um in the chat is saying first 20 minutes didn't sell me uh i would say i also was not feeling it until he was really like out of water and doing stuff that's when i think it the intro is really just setting up like the beginning shit that like who his family is and what he is essentially it doesn't really start popping off until him and i can't remember the kids the, the other, other kids boy name. i don't remember I, I think like the best alberto part, alberto yeah i knew it started with an a um yeah when he meets alberto and then you get the kind of montage of them b- building a um a vespa a vespa and i also just love that like vespa is life like it's the best possible thing in the world <laughs> that's great too. i would i would almost argue that like that movie really starts kicking off when they meet um julia gulia or was it julia what was juliet sounds more familiar but i don't quite remember i think it's something like that i mean that's what i was gonna say is i actually like i really like it when he meets alberto and they're goofing off together but then i really like it when he gets to the town so it's like i think it gets better and better as it's going that's when it really pops off for me specifically because then you kind of meet like the villain quote-unquote of the the like antagonist in uh the douchebag uh, racer yeah 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 and like her dad's great the cat's great that's kind of where it really starts kicking off for me it was a little bit of a slow beginning i would say for me um and i know what you're thinking hey it's a it's a new pixar movie where's my animated short that i'm supposed to watch in front of a pixar movie i do this every time like clockwork i I respect pixar as what i do and there isn't one for this unfortunately but if you had to pick one out because you know i know it's ingrained in you like it's ingrained with me you gotta watch an animated short before you watch a new pixar movie i gotta recommend la luna which is an older pixar short uh about the the boy his father and the grandfather going fishing for stars it's by the same director as um luca Oh, yeah. do you think that's they make some callback about the stars and fish 
being I wouldn't fished. be surprised. Yeah, Maybe. like he probably did that. Like so that was kind of his first shot and he they brought him back to do a, a feature film. Um, so those ones kind of pair pretty nicely together um, if you're kind of setting up the whole evening. So there's a little pro tip for you there. So cool. Uh, they're all some of the chats also saying there's a new Simpsons cross Loki short, which I didn't know about. That last that one either. was p- pretty bad. The like, oh, was it? the like Star Wars Simpsons one they made. I think I watched yeah, it. That wasn't great. Um, but maybe I'll watch this next time I'm in Disney Plus. So. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about some video ass games. Uh, okay. Because this is the top down perspective for July 1st. This is the top down perspective for Badoof Day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything we're going to talk about is going to be related to Badoof in some way. See if you can see if you can spot the uh, the similarities. Yeah. Write in and see if you can tell us where it was. Yeah. And uh, if you got it all right, maybe you'll win a prize. Maybe you won't. But, yeah. Uh, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and, and talk first because I'm playing uh, the new game. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Mario Golf. What is the subtitle yeah. of this game? Super Rush. Know. Mario Golf Super Rush. Right. That's right. Yeah. This is a bad video game. Yeah, I've heard some middling things about it, and I'm really glad I didn't just jump into it. Yeah, I am at the point where I regret buying it. But I spent like 60 bucks oh. on it, so I'm going to play through the adventure mode. Um, but I, re- I heard that's bad. The story mode's bad. Is that true? That's all I'm playing, and so all I can say so far is it's oh. not good. This is a, I don't think this is a good video game. So, uh-huh. you know, like presentation-wise and everything, it's a typical first-party Nintendo game. It looks good. It sounds good. Plays nicely. But, like, the, but the, bit, the beat to beat of what you're doing in this story mode is not enjoyable so so you're playing as a me which is already just kind of a turn off um okay but i mean sure and it's so you're you know it's typical mario golf fashion you got the whole rpg elements you're upgrading how far you can hit the ball but they've changed they've kind of changed how golf works in this so you know i don't play a ton of golf games but when i'm playing my golf games Getting that great swing, that like that great hit on the ball, and then kind of watching it fly and like seeing where it lands, that's kind of a great feeling. When you do speed golf, you don't get to do it. Because what speed golf is, is you have to everyone's playing at the same time. Or you're just doing like a like a I don't know, like a practice round. So you hit the ball, and then you have to manually run to the ball. Now your character can't run very fast, so it takes a while. You can dash and like um, and do and and run like um, like a dash is like a super run, basically. And it uses up your stamina. So you start mashing on the super rush because you want to get over there as fast as you can. And then you just slowly walk until you fill up half your stamina meter and then you hit the L button again so you can run real fast. And you don't get to watch your ball fly. You don't get to watch like how it lands. There's literally been times where I've like chipped the ball right into the hole. And I didn't get to watch that. Instead, I got to watch the back of my character's head because I was running over to the hole expecting me to have to putt it. So even just like the whole thing of like sitting down and playing like a series of holes and just hitting the ball and lining up your shots and hitting it, 
is held back because every time you take a shot, you have to run over there and get the ball again. And if you get to the ball too fast and it's not done rolling, you just have to sit around and wait for it to stop rolling and then you can now hit the ball again. Mm -hmm. And there's no real point to it. They do mention you can like bump the other people out of the way. But there is there's no incentive to do it because it's not like what if someone bumps you, they, they don't interact with your ball or anything like that. So, right. yeah, maybe they'll get to the their ball faster than mine, but I'm given two minutes to run there and hit the ball like that's fine. You can do yours first. I'm still going to get under par and like perform better than you because you're an A.I. and this is like the, the third level. So the speed like literally doesn't matter at all. No speed aspect. Not no. I mean, no. Oh. So it's not even like first one to do like all 18 holes. No, there's there's like, no race element to it. It's literally just you have two minutes to hit the ball and then hit it again. So you have to make sure you line up yeah. your shot, hit it like you're That's doing bad. normally, and then you have to run over there. And it's like. That's bad. What a waste. Yeah. Okay. So and then it gets weirder when they introduce cross country golf, which is the same setup, except now you're given like nine holes. And they say, do them in whatever order you want. And, mm -hmm. and that, that on paper, that sounds kind of interesting because you can like turn around and like shoot at like the eighth hole and then go to the fourth hole and yada, yada. Yeah. And again, on paper, it sounds cool because there's different levels. So you're like shooting off a cliff and stuff. But then you get into scenarios where like, well, now I need to shoot up this cliff. And because I'm right at the bottom of the cliff, none of my you can't shoot a ball directly up. So is there a tornado around for me to shoot my ball into so it'll bounce up? Not really. So you're kind of like you have to like really plan out how you're going to get the balls around because it's not just like an easy fluid. I'm going to go to this one because it's the closest one. And again, you have to run to your ball. So a lot of the times you're like running over the, to this tornado. So it'll raise you up a level so you can run back over to your ball. Because there's different stages, a lot of time you can't even really see where your ball bounces because the camera's not great because of course it's not it's frustrating and yeah i don't know like i really wish it was just can i just play a, a role like a round of golf like i don't like i'm i don't care a lot of people are saying the multiplayer is better and in that i could see that being a little different because you actually you know you could bump your friends out of the way but at the end of the day it's like who cares though we're still not racing to finish these first so then well, so apparently in multiplayer, it's time based and uh, 30 seconds per stroke. So it sounds like there is a time like a reason why you would want to be faster. Well, so 30 seconds per stroke, that's a lot of time when for the most part, you know which hole you're going towards. You just need to like check the wind and be like, OK, I'm just not going to aim at the sand pit. I, I would be surprised if anyone actually took 30 seconds to, to do a stroke. Um. Well, it's a it's the lowest time wins. So, like, there's a reason why you would want to be faster in that. Okay, uh, in the in the, maybe that's true in the adventure mode. I have not had that as a um, yeah as like a goal yet. So maybe that's coming. Maybe that's just a multiplayer thing. I can't speak to that. I I'm, I from what sure. so far it's just yeah. been all about getting less strokes. So the the speed part of it has been sure. um, completely irrelevant, which just kind of yeah. sucks because. It's the part I really dislike about this game and the fact that there's no point to it at the moment. Just like I'm just it's like nonsense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a bummer. The story mode is also weird. You're like in a, like a dorm with. It's 
kind of like a dorm. Oh. It's like a yeah, it's like a clubhouse, and it's you, a a boo, Toadette, and a charging Chuck. And okay. Birdo is your like house mom, and she wants you to call her mama. And you're just oh. like you're here because you guys are all gonna play golf. And they're kind of like you're like, quote unquote, rivals, like you'll play them on in tournaments and stuff. And after each tournament, you have to go back to your house and sleep. For the next day. I I don't know, it's just kind of (laughs) weird, that's for sure. Um, Charging Chuck, huh? Charging Chuck's there and he's like way into like hitting the ball as hard as he can. But Boo's but Boo's really into like having real a lot of control over it. And what's Toadette's thing? She's she plays golf like it's chess. Whatever that means. Mm. She plays. I get, yeah, I don't. I don't know. What's odd is when you're doing like the tournaments for cross country, since you're playing against the computers, you won't even like run into them. Like like the whole scenario of like knocking them over or them knocking you over is totally avoidable because you can just go to a different hole that they're going towards. And then you pretty much won't see them for the rest of it because there's nine holes like there, there's just so much space between you guys. You'll just never see them mm. again. I uh, yeah, it's I think it's rough. I I I can't recommend it. Um and I'm kind of su- Is there like just an arcade mode if you're like I want to hit like 20 holes against the AI on my road trip or something? Uh there might there might be so there's like two options in the main menu and the other and the other option outside of uh the story mode is is it like a multiplayer thing? And you might be able to set up like a bot match. I haven't dug too deep into it because I was like, well, the story mode seems to be kind of the thing. Let's let's focus on that. Um, sure. I guess I have one more question. Yeah. Uh, how zany is it? Because like, I think the thing that like I would want is a Mario game to just be like, you got the fire flower. Now your shot is on fire and burning through trees or like, I don't know. Yeah. Some cool so far, none like of that. that. Um, you do okay. start the adventure mode um, by watching like on TV, like Mario and all the friends doing some just nonsense zany attacks on like almost like a battleground looking or Coliseum thing. So I'm assuming okay. I'll get to that at some point. I'm assuming that's also a multiplayer mode. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, people are saying battle golf is insane, so it's just a lot of explosions and stuff. I haven't gotten to that in the story mode if it's there yet. Uh, the story mode is just okay. a, is just depressing and slow. Gotcha. Okay. And this is a full $60 Nintendo product, so yep. probably never going to go on sale. I mean, I bet, you know, American money speaking, I bet you'll get 20 bucks off at some point, but it won't get lower than oh, $40. Man. Yeah, so we'll fair see. enough. We'll see um okay apart from that uh i tried out the sea of thieves pirates of the caribbean campaign home band okay yeah um a friend of mine was asking hey are you interested in trying it out and i was like sure i haven't played sea of thieves since it was in like early access on game pass and they keep they keep pumping stuff in there so so we tried out the, the the sea of thieves things it's five different like like chapters basically we played the first two of them the first ones is pretty good like 
you're you're in like a kind of like a ghost island and you're going through caves and you keep seeing pirate ghosts and you know the song from the ride keeps playing and people are whispering like yo ho yo ho and it's like oh this is this is pretty enjoyable like i like that um and you know jack sparrow eventually shows up and then he, and then he gets whisked off um by like a monster and so all right let's start chapter two you know it starts on a cliffhanger uh chapter two is terrible I'm never playing it again. Oh, okay. Wow. Like it that went, it went out. from like, <laughs> wow, this is actually like, this is pretty fun. And I'm a huge co-op gamer. I could see, maybe we should go try out like those other campaigns that they've put in here. Like there's a lot to do in sea of thieves. This, like I could do some of this chapter two is so bad. Yeah. I'm not playing any more sea of thieves. What did it do? So in chapter two, you have to like swim deep underwater to like the sunken black pearl or, or something like that. Um, okay. And Jack Sparrow's not in chapter two, which is pretty ridiculous. Okay. It's also like twice as long as the first chapter. So they really like kind of tease you like, ooh, some Jack Sparrow. And then they're like, oh, Jack Sparrow's actually not in a lot of this thing. Don't like, I don't, don't like, don't worry about it. We could only, yeah. we could only pay you the, uh, Johnny Depp's look, sound alike for so many lines, so we really got to stretch those out. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know. He, Jack Sparrow might come up a whole bunch later on. I only played the first two chapters. So, first off, you're underwater. Swimming underwater in a video game sucks. You're a whole bunch slower than you'd like to do. You can drown, so every now and then you have to like make sure you swim over near some bubbles. There's a whole bunch of combat underwater which is pretty annoying. Oh, they know it's annoying. Hmm. So they give you like a special like laser trident so that it's easier to like shoot people. And that way you don't have to worry about like grabbing ammo or getting near someone to hit them with your sword. If you use lose the trident, however, good luck. You're going to have to keep finding ammo crates and swimming back there as you try to shoot these people or swim up to them and hit them with your sword. When you have the, so you want to stick with the trident. It's the most powerful. It's the easiest underwater. When you have the trident, you can't swim fast. Mm. So the slow movement, right. which was a little better <clears throat> when you could do the full on like sprint swim. You cannot sprint swim when you have the trident. So thanks for giving me the one weapon I would probably want to use. I don't know. Anyway, it's also a hella buggy. Like, there are so oh. many bugs in this. You're going to see this all over Twitter. If you like search up their handle and stuff to the point, like our game got like stuck on certain checkpoints a few times that we had to just like keep dying until it would reset. We eventually beat the final boss of chapter two. So we're 99% done the game. We're following the pathways leading out of the area. And I guess we missed a turn to like get the final cutscene. And we like exited the area. It locked behind us. I can no longer finish chapter two. Oh, wow. I have so restarted have the game. Restarted. <laughs> I would have to restart the entire thing that I hated. Oh, yeah. No, fuck that. Thing. Yeah. Like I literally I got 99. I finished the final <clears throat> boss. I just needed to interact with like a statue. And it would have been and it would just it would have been cutscene. You're done. Chapter two. You can move on to the rest of this content that we advertised at E3 for you. Nope. I'm not going back to that game. Holy smokes. That was yeah. such a sour thing. It's also Sea of Thieves. Just like it looks great. It looks so nice when we were sailing. That's great. But like so there's no fast travel in Sea of Thieves. And I understand they want you right. to like sail. 
So when we entered, we got to this bug where we couldn't finish it and we're like, hey, maybe we'll come back to it tomorrow because we were just so frustrated. Yeah. So we reload into the game and it puts us on like a random island. We had to sail across the entire map just to get to the part where we could swim down to this thing and try and get back in the cave. That took like 20 minutes. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's it, see if this is so weird. It's it's like an open world game that they're like grafting other mechanics onto. Like every time we came to a boss fight, the boss, you never get to see the boss's health. So you have no idea if you're doing well. And I know what you're saying. Well, does the boss like react? Can you see it taking damage? No. And there's nothing built into it to be like, you're doing correct. Let's do it. Like we, there was two significant boss fights. One in the first half in the first chapter, one in the second one where we both had to like look up in our phone. Are we doing this right? Because this just seems like we're doing like running in circles. And the answer was just, nope, you just keep doing that until you win. So it feels like they're just trying to graft all these other mechanics onto it without like actually like developing the mechanic fully like you'd expect in a different game. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you enjoy Sea of Thieves that good for you. It's not for me. I tried. Looks sure. good. That water, those sunsets, they look great. I can say that at least. Yeah. Um, and that's all I played. What about you? Um, I mean, we'll talk about bug fables later, but other than that, I pl- finish off near. I'm done that with that game. You're free? Completely. I'm free. All ending scene. And, uh, I'm not like, I don't care about achievements and stuff. So sure. I did everything that I wanted to in that game. Uh, so originally there were four endings and then the fifth ending is new to this version, even though it was written about in like a collection of stories or whatever called Grimoire Near that uh, they put out like in Japan or whatever. So they added one of some, an ending or like a thing from there into this game. And that ending is fucking amazing. <laughs> that oh. ending was real cool. Okay. So that that was exciting. Uh Two of the like final endings were good. They were pretty whatever. They were good. Other than that, um, I don't think I ever have to see that game again. I'm pretty happy with it. What I've done in it. How does how does the ending compare to like the ending of Automata? It's better. Wow, that's because I like the care because I like the characters more. Okay. So and it's more character driven. Okay. And then without getting spoilery, do they do any kind of like cool mechanic twist or anything? Because there's like a mechanic for Automata. It's the same. It's the same mechanic. But oh. only, it's, but instead of like a worldwide thing, it's more of a close personal story thing to those characters, which is why I kind of enjoyed it more in that regard. Because okay. I like those characters. All right. Cool. Well, well even we- though Automata is the better game by far to play <laughs> that is so much the better game what is the what was the hour count on near uh that's a good question let me quickly bring it up here i was at 53 hours so not too bad okay i was expecting longer because of how long you've been playing it for yeah but yeah that's uh that's all i've been doing all right uh, well, with that, let's do some news. Some stuff actually happened. Oh, um, okay. 
first off, uh, as we know, EA is doing kind of their summer games live stream on July 22nd. Bioware has come out and said, we won't be there. Don't expect updates on Dragon Age or Mass Effect. Oh, bummer. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for that, Bioware. Um, Yeah. Oh, I had something Bioware adjacent. Um, Bioware's old GM, Casey Hudson, formed a new studio called Humanoid. Okay. Where's that? I don't know where Casey Hudson's located right now. Uh, there's offices in British Columbia and Alberta, but it doesn't say where. Okay. I'm going to just put it here as well. Well, hopefully it's not, it wasn't lit in British Columbia. Did you hear about that town? Oh my God. Yeah. That's the one that like set the record high too, right? Yeah. So for those who don't know, this town of British Columbia hit like the highest heat ever in Canada. This last week, there was a big like heat wave in in the West coast. In like the whole Pacific Northwest area, and it hit the high, hottest point in Canada ever. Uh, and then a forest fire came through, and that town no longer exists. Yep, it's gone. That's just it burned down. It's messed up. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine it. My mom put my mom put it really well. Could you imagine? I think it was. I think it was. She was telling me about Vancouver. She was saying, I guess Vancouver's had like close to four hundred people die of heat stroke in the last week or something like that. Could you imagine making sure. it through COVID and then just dying of heat exhaustion? Yeah, it's it's been scary hot for the last week. So this is this it, is life now. This is global warming. It's only gonna get worse. Everything is yeah, terrible. like kind of. Yeah. 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 Bummer. All right. Um Jeff Grubb known video game news leaker over at games beat and now he does a a, a news show on giant bomb on his uh, first news show today dropped a couple uh, interesting facts first off microsoft and hideo kojima are in talks uh, okay nothing is like set in stone so far however they pretty much signed a letter of intent which means they have plans in the future to work together both sides are interested in working to together if criteria is met no indication whether microsoft will invest in the project or kojima productions uh the project is cloud-based which who knows exactly what that means i would assume Mm. most games at this point are heavily cloud-based in some capacity unless you're a nintendo game um yeah and the deal is unlikely to fall apart which i feel like kind of goes without saying if they have this letter of intent already uh on the radar so Uh, the quote they have here in the article is the point of the partnership is to unlock the creativity of Kojima productions using Microsoft's technology, as opposed to greenlighting a specific pitch. So it Hmm. sounds to me like Microsoft's coming out and saying, Hey, we would love you to do something with all this tech or Kojima productions is coming to them saying, Hey, we would love to do something with your tech as opposed to Kojima pitching them on a game idea. So, so there might not even be a game in at the moment. Who knows? It's right, it's Kojima. Right. We won't hear about it for a long time anyway. Yep. Um, and then the other kind of bit of news that he mentioned is um, this was kind of teased last week of a possible Dead Space project being underway at EA right now. And it's now being heavily rumored that that's kind of was supposed to be the big surprise for this uh, July 22nd EA um, live stream. 
Um, oh, okay. And Gamesbeat and Jeff Grubb here are saying that the Dead Space project is a reboot. Uh, sorry, sorry. Mm. It's not a reboot. That's what the leak was. But it's actually going to be a remake of the first game. The thing is, is I love that first game, but I've played it and it's still playable. So I kind of wish they had just been done a new one, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, like a new one. I would almost wonder like what even that would be cause since that series changed so much. Like I recently just started Dead yeah. Space 3 uh, as a, just a, that kind of the next co-op game I'm playing. And it's just com- like it's a completely different game from Dead Space 1. It's yeah, it's no not a horror game anymore at all. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I feel like if they were going to remake one, one would be kind of the most interesting and the one that would get people excited. Like who's who's honestly sitting there being like a remake of Dead Space 2? That is the one thing I've been waiting for. I'm sure there are a, a bunch of people love that game. So it's a pretty good game, but yeah. Nothing against Dead I'm Space sure 2. I just feel like it's not like like people don't like look back on it with high regard like they do dead space one dead space one just seems like it's a much more special thing because of how unique it is mm. compared to the franchise mm-hmm. so i guess we'll see um yeah it being a remake for me doesn't really excite me since that means it's a horror game and i probably won't play it okay fair enough something i might play though announced today uh ghost of tsushima director's cut okay which just kind of thinking out loud i don't think i'm a huge fan when they put director's cut when it when it's kind of like their game of the year edition um i feel like director's cut kind of meant something in the movies industry and it's like losing its like meaning over here this and um totally death stranding director's cut like what are you even talking about um anyway this is basically their game of the year edition as well as the updated edition for the ps5 um, the big thing is it's going to include a whole island expansion, the Iki Island, w- that has a whole new story tied to it. And that's that's probably what I'm most excited Ooh. about. Yeah. Um, and then the list of PS5 features include Japanese li- lip sync, um, <laughs> dual sense support, which that's definitely cool. Uh, 3D audio enhancements, load time improvements, 4K options targeting 60 frames per second. And then obviously you can transfer your save. Mm-hmm. so it's coming out on both ps4 and ps5 it's 10 bucks more expensive on ps5 you know 60 versus 70 and there is an option right. to pay uh just to upgrade to get the new thing if you already have the game uh right so and i don't remember the, those numbers off the top of my head but i did look up kind of my situation where i bought it on ps4 and i would need to upgrade for the ps5 version that'll cost me 30 dollars u.s Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess I'll see kind of how big that story expansion is. Um, yeah. And then, and then I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that they give me like a quick tutorial on the combat again, since I will have forgotten that. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while for sure. You know what I was just thinking of would be cool though. If there was a legitimate director's cut of something where a dude worked at a place put out a game with like a full group of people left, got the rights to his game and then re-released it as a director's cut with all the stuff that he was told he, he couldn't put into it. That would definitely somebody. be weird. Yep. And there's nothing that would like be that. really weird. <laughs> like I'm trying to think like what a true director's cut would be. And it would be like, we took out all the microtransactions. 
because <laughs> we definitely didn't want that. The publisher yeah, made the us. The creative put it director in there. didn't want it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows, yeah. man? Uh, Konami is teaming up with Bloober Team. Yes. This is weird. This is a weird thing. Just kind of hearing the name Konami is weird when it comes to games at this point. Um, yeah, it's kind of too bad because there was a time where they were really good in the old era of gaming. So, yeah, it's weird. No, they're pretty much um, past that. They haven't really been doing any games. Yeah. Um, they haven't announced any kind of game or project. They just said a strategic partnership has formed. Um, yeah. I guess it makes sense, you know, looking at Konami being the Silent Hill team and then Bloober being just kind of like a, conti- horror a continuous horror company. They just keep doing horror. And yeah. um, the medium, the, the Bloober team's last game even had uh, the Silent Hill composer and producer did the score for that. So there's already kind of a shaking of hands going on. That's probably kind of what helped this. So. Yeah, there's also been uh, I didn't pull them because they're unsubstantiated. I've seen a bunch of articles with insiders report that multiple Silent Hill games are being made. It's like, yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah. Who knows, man? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is kind of weird how like Kojima has gotten so much of like the Silent Hill. Prestige tied to him just because he did because of PT a trailer. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. he wasn't really, like, tied to those games. He didn't do... Silent Hill wasn't his thing. He was over there doing Metal Gear. He does PT, and now everyone's like, Kojima and Silent Hill. He Like, he should... He's the guy. Yeah. That's, as far as I'm concerned, he's not. He's not, but I just... PT doesn't exist to me. But I feel like a lot of people kind of point at him doing yeah. a Silent Hill thing and yada yada. It must suck actually being kind of one of the leads on Silent Hill and being like, that dude wasn't even in Silent. the same room as us! Yeah. Agreed. Um, we got some more kind of developer news. Remedy has signed a co-publishing deal with 505 Games, which did uh, control with them. Uh, for And now they're teaming up again to do a spin-off multiplayer game in the Control universe. Uh, stop me if you've he- okay. heard this one before. It's called Project Condor, and it's a four-player co-op PBE game. Kind of like a Left 4 oh, Dead. God. Yeah, okay. I mean, cool. hey, I like co-op. Sure. I like Remedy. I like Control. I will play this game, but just add this to the list of every game is now a Left 4 Dead. How how did this happen, Paul? Why is every game I have no right fucking now? idea, dude. I have no idea. I think it's because it was a long time before we had one uh, Left 4 Dead again. And everybody was like, man, it'd be cool to have a Left 4 Dead again. And then every developer decided to start working on it. And now they're all coming out. I'm wondering what flipped the switch, though. What what did they look at? Was there some Left 4 Dead style game out there just racking in dollars? And every developer was like, we should get a piece of that pie. Because they're all it's all coming out at the exact same time. Something must like what crazy. Yeah. Like what is going on? Yeah. Like, yeah, I have no idea. The only thing I could see that kind of all happened at once is it has anything to do with like the pandemic. People are at home. Gaming got really popular. People want to play multiplayer. Yeah. But that doesn't say why this genre like picked up. 
in such a crazy space. Right. I don't know. That's probably it, though. Anyway, so in just a quick rundown of uh, things that Remedy is currently working on. They have the new control game, the spinoff here. They have Vanguard. They got the Crossfire campaign. And then they have possibly whatever is going on with Alan Wake over at Epic. So they got a lot going. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of develop, this whole thing is just about developers this week. Housemark developers of Returnal most recently. Uh, Next Machina, Resogun, your favorite kind of arcade games on the PlayStation have been acquired by Sony. Yeah, that makes sense to just, me. Yeah, it just kind of makes sense. This this reminds me of when they picked up um oh the Spider Man devs that I'm blanking on. Oh, now. Insomniac. Insomniac. It, it yeah. this was kind of just like a oh wait they didn't already own them. Yeah, this wasn't. You know, these guys only really put out games for that system. It just it just makes sense. Um, and I'm sure with Returnal being pretty successful, they were able to say like, hey, look, we're never going to be worth more than right now. Here you go. You should pick us up. We can get the most money if we sell. So I'm personally just real happy that there's going to be more housemark. I was super worried when they said we can't be, we have to make new style of games because they're not working for us anymore. Um, And I'm glad Returnal kind of returned on investment. And then, yeah, now they're, now they're going to be financially safe. Last bit of news here. Uh, within the last week, Xbox Cloud Gaming is now officially available on PCs, Apple phones, and tablets. It is out of beta. So if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member uh, with uh, basically access to an internet connection, you should be able to use Xbox Cloud Gaming. Uh, which is pretty exciting. And it also recently got updated to Xbox Series X hardware, so it should be running better than it was previously. As an Apple phone user, I'm real excited about this. Uh, Yeah. And let's keep going Game Pass, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Good stuff. All right, let's do some questions. Yeah. You want to send in a question? Stop down respective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Uh, I guess I messed up and did not include all of the previous questions that we had skipped when we did questions last week. So there's a whole bunch to go through. I'll start with the, these first few from Suku Suku. You are given a dangerous power. You can make any game available on Steam free for a limited time. Will you provide the masses with something good or will you go full meme? The choice is yours. I mean, any every game I don't own would be free if masses well, you, want that cool. I think you, you I think you get to pick one game. Oh, any one game available. Any game is available. You can make any game available on Steam free for a limited time. Uh, what about DLC? Because I'm thinking Train Simulator with all DLC is free for a limited time. I feel like that's saying that usually that usually costs like five thousand (laughs) dollars total. People can just download that now. Okay, 
I'm trying to think like what, what I'm trying to think of a game not exactly that I really want, but that I just kind of want everyone to have access to. Uh, like Oh, a multiplayer game yeah, would be good for that. Like immediately like Burnout Paradise comes to mind as one of my favorite multiplayer games back in the day. Um Sure. I don't know. I I might why why if what about if, if I give everybody and this isn't like massively multiplayer, but maybe more people should just play it is um what's the like muscly man stacking game? Oh my god. Um Jesus. And they made a sequel when they were polygonal. Yeah. Mount your friends. Mount your friends. I feel like everyone should just play and experience Mount Your Friends because that game is a great time. Yeah, that original game goes so cheap; it might as well be free sometimes yeah. on sale. It's great. That game is so great. Like it is, so, yeah. it is so fun. People who don't play games could play it. That'd be great. Yeah, it's really good. Second question here from Suku Suku: What's your favorite Shantae design? I don't know non-applicable i I played one i looked up like the pictures i like the pirate's curse one the most but it's not like by a substantial amount or anything so if i go shantae design uh he looks like pretty similar in all of these yeah well she is the same character so i would hope so which one's the pirate curse one? It's the third of the I think there's five games. It's the third one. Yeah, I probably that one. It's like the most detailed in this picture that I'm looking at. So last question here from Suku. Who would win in an insurance mascot battle royale? For fairness sake, Geico only gets one rep. Geico. Who from Geico? I don't know. I don't care. Okay, well. I mean, if you don't, I don't know what other insurance mascots there are. Um, there's like Flo from Progressive Insurance. Oh, Flo totally wins. I, I like. I was looking at. Let's see, um, insurance mascots. There's a whole bunch. There's that one guy with the emu. So there's obviously the lizard from Geico, or sorry, the gecko from from Geico. Like, uh huh, yeah. There's the Aflac duck. This oh, this article is only giving me like three people. Five most memorable. <laughs> Do you remember Geico's Cavemen? Do you remember those commercials? Not really. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this quick link in our in our chat for you. These were like on when I was growing up for sure. Allstate's Mayhem, I think, was probably the most interesting one. Played by actor Dean Winters. That's number four on the list that you're about to see, Paul. Gabe Gabriel from State Farm. I don't know who this is. Oh, it didn't start until 2018. That's probably... I don't have... I haven't had cable for a while. There's Jake from State Farm. Remember Jake from State Farm? Nope. (laughs) I do remember these uh, cavemen now, though. Right, yeah. Yeah, the cavemen... Do you remember the Mayhem one? Yeah. Vaguely. I think I like rem- loosely remember one. Like, yeah, he would just be like, 
hey, I'm this, and it would be like a bad thing that could happen, kind of. And it's like, and yeah. the whole point, do we want insurance for this? But he just seems like he could really fuck something up. Mm-hmm. Or someone up. So that's my guess. Sure. Okay. Uh, Dedinsky has a couple questions here. First one, inspired by the Excel financial modeling esports competition, what's the next productivity tool that's going to make it big into the scene? What? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's a product? Can anything beat Excel in a productivity, productivity tool? Productivity that you could like compete with? Probably not, right? I don't know, because Excel's like is like spreadsheets. That's like the most boiled down like organization tool, right? The only thing and I thought, you can program in it too. The only thing I possibly think of is I don't know, like just like the calculator app. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. it would have to be something like real someone saying PowerPoint, what would like what would you even do with PowerPoint? Like design a PowerPoint? Like who that's who can do the best presentation? Yeah, probably. I think the answer is just Excel. Excel is very useful, that's for sure. You know, I mean, if I was going to go for more creativity, like After Effects is like crazy powerful. Yeah, and you can. There's sure. like programming in After Effects too. Like I, I use After Effects yeah. frequently, and even I don't feel qualified to say I am an an After Effects expert. Um, yeah. So there you go. After Effects is neat. Second question. In a similar way to your 2009 Game of the Year podcast, are there plans to do a 2009 E3 podcast? Nope. Not at the moment. Next, what would that be like? Us, next question. Us just like <laughs> watching the tr- the live streams again and then presenting the info that came out of the live streams as if it was like new? I, pretty much, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess it would just so it'd be like, they talked about a game. I don't know. It was called like Borderlands. Art style looked nice, I guess. Yeah. Looks like the type of thing that could like really go off the rails in a sequel or two. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way they'll ever make a movie. No, no way. Uh, final question. I just played a game where I couldn't tell if every I couldn't tell if every death causing the game to quit was intended mechanic or not. What game has fucked with your brain the most? That seems messed up. That sounds like it was a bug, right? If you died and the game quit, that can't be real. Yeah. Um, I remember just being dumbfounded by Frog Fractions when that came out. Okay. Sure. Because that thing... I didn't know if, like, it was actually the thing I was playing anymore at some points because it changes so weirdly so many ways. I can see that. Um, I remember being pretty surprised uh, by Hypnospace Outlaw. Okay. Um, Because that thing's pretty silly as well. Uh, I guess kind of in a similar vein with towards the Frog Factions one, um, there is no game. Wrong dimension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Pretty similar. Stanley sure. Parable in the chat. That's a great answer. That's a good answer. Yep. 
what was the other one? It came out around a similar time as Tiny Parable, but it was about like creating a game. The Beginner's Guide. Beginner's Guide, yes. There's another one. Uh, the Phantom Aegis writes, what's your comfort food? For those who need the definition, comfort food is any food that provides any nostalgic or sentimental value. Mm. my comfort food is probably like chicken nuggets um that or like okay or mac like and cheese i was gonna say mac and cheese is, is an yeah. easy one too um mac and cheese is, is a good one around here because there's like a specialty place that makes like you know, real high quality mac and cheese or high mac and cheese with like some really good stuff thrown in there and whatnot. Uh, like it's a whole oh, mac yeah. and cheese restaurant and that place is pretty great for sure. Cool. All right. Linebeck. What are your favorite sound effects from any game? I really like the old battle toads pause music. Okay. It's like, know, um, okay. I'm just, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, just like sing us a couple like, bars. Yeah. Like that's like every song. Yeah, <laughs> every song. Boil down. Um. In God of War, the most recent one, that that sound yeah. you get when that like axe comes back in your hand, just that like thwack. Yeah. That's just a good feeling sound um you know the sound when sonic is breathing air underwater that like oh, ah, that's a, that's a nice one uh, it just relieves your like yeah i mean there's also that is like yeah it's just <laughs> yeah. pure relief for sure oh like every fanfare in legend of zelda the like normal do 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 or the like long drawn out like do 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 like build up i sure. love those even rupees in like a similar fashion the um final fantasy VII like battle victory song whenever that no. comes up nowadays and that, when i mean nowadays i basically mean final fantasy VII remake because they'll kind of put it in like some smart areas in like a remixed way that's always just yeah. a nice little easter egg to hear for sure even just like the sound of the cursor moving from like those old square enix games just like burned into my memory oh i see like yeah like, doo, like doo, 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 a high-pitched yeah. sound yeah. did you see recently when that um square enix showed what like the font is gonna look like in those new pixel remaster versions of like the first final oh. fantasy they're terrible it looks so bad oh really yeah oh the metal gear codec noise when someone's calling you yeah that's a big one that one never really did a ton for me but like that's straight up people's like ringtones when they get a text message. So I, I definitely sure. understand that that is a popular one for sure. Yeah. Um, what's the easiest way for a game to get your interest for me? It's the music art style. 100%. Yeah. It's art style. And I'm, do you have like a specific thing, like a, a, a kind of art style that will immediately attract you? Uh, really crisp animation. That's not pixel art or like, I, it's hard to explain. Well, but give me yeah, an example. Like, like really what's nice the last time you saw a trailer or some gameplay and, and it had this, what you're trying to describe and it caught you. Chris Dales, like an illustration, okay. like a book almost. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, similar way, I was going to say art style. And if it looks almost like it's like hand drawn, but animated, that's immediately okay. going to grab my attention. And, and stuff like that was the the wild at heart did that. Um, okay. What was the spirit fairer? Garrett did that. Yep. Um, Chris tells. Oh, what about there? that game that I, um, I submitted, but is never going to win. So I'll play it by myself. The uh, Haven. What, no, what is it? Minute of Islands or something? Minute like of Islands. Sure, sure. I think that just grabbed me because I was like, "This is Adventure Time. <laughs> this just looks like oh, Adventure Time." Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't even have to be like that sp- kind of specific, like colorful art style, or whatever. Genesis Noir was just incredibly striking in what that looked like. Um, so that definitely did it for me as well. Um, pixel art can do it from time to time, but it has to be like, there has to be some kind of twist on it or they have to be like yeah. kind of putting like an effect on it. So ones that kind of did something a little more for me, Narita boy um, was a pixel okay. art one that kind of stuck out to me. And then um, our next TDP plus game backbone has a pretty nice looking pixel art uh, aesthetic to it. Sure. Another one for me is uh, 90s like retro wave type things like VCR effects and oh okay weird blown out VHS shit and stuff like that. Uh, doesn't usually work with a lot of games and most games that it does work with are horror games. So. Are you a big fan of when you have like film grain as an option? Uh, not film grain usually, no. Okay. That's usually a, the wrong type of thing. I don't do, like. you, do you play with ever whenever there's a filter that's like ctr and it kind of makes the edges bubble out no because those are usually badly implemented okay okay um third question what game have you played that you would say has the worst netcode probably a nintendo game of some sort i don't know yeah smash bros was pretty bad back when i was trying that online a little bit smash bros ultimate um you know, I just played some Gang Beasts on Xbox because it just came to Game Pass yesterday. Okay. We just kept getting disconnected. Like every second match, it would just freeze. You're disconnected. I was kind of shocked that the netcode for that is so poor, considering that game has had online multiplayer for years now. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is <laughs> like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. For a new game. Yeah, that that's I'm so curious. I, I want to know like what happened. Why did that game come out in that state? Yeah, like it's like as broken as like cyberpunk was, but just no one gives a shit because it's not cyberpunk. Oh, my God. There was another piece of news that it's kind of related. Magic Legends that like Diablo like never left beta. It's canceled. They they're pulling the plug on it and they're refunding anybody that put money into it. Weird. Yeah, (laughs) I saw it got canceled. That's right. Yeah. Uh, So two losses for. uh Wizards of the Coast products the last little bit. Decoy Troy writes, are there any games that you think are held back by their age rating? Something that could be so much more if they didn't have to worry about the kids or something that's unnecessarily vulgar and could be taken down a notch. Yeah, probably. Um, Held back might be... Nothing comes to mind for me, really. Like, I'm trying to think what needs to be bloodier. It's pretty rare I'm going to be like, I wish there was, like, more blood. Like, I'm thinking of, like, 
shooters that yeah. like a, a teen rated shooter. And I think of Halo and it's like, I don't think Halo would be better if they were just swearing yeah. the whole time and like you were seeing their heads exploding. I, like, I don't I don't think you need it. Yeah. Would Grand Theft Auto games be as good or compelling to people if they were rated T for teen? I think so, because I feel like most people aren't even playing the story mode at this point. So, like, what is it? Even oh, matter? yeah, true. Like, that's true. And like, so if, if, if it, let's like, let's just take GTA online and get rid of kind of any narrative uh, stuff that they're putting in there that most people are probably ignoring because they just want to, like, fly a plane into the side of a building. It's like right. you could just take the blood out and I bet they would have equally the, the same amount of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And thing about it now, I think a lot of games that like are known because they have like hits or blood or an excessive swearing or any of that sort of thing. They actually not good game wise because that's what they're known for. So it wouldn't be compelling if you took that away at all. It'd just be another mediocre game. I mean, even with Grand Theft Auto, like it was definitely known for like, oh, there are like hookers in this game. You can go to strip clubs yeah. and it's like, yeah, but when you play those games, you like you go to the strip club once because you wanted to see like what what are they going to show you? You like never spend any time there and then you just go jump in a car and drive it off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, second question from Decoy Troy. When you start up a game, do you tend to only play that game until you finish it? Or do you have multiple games? Ongoing playthroughs that you cycle through with ongoing playthroughs that you cycle through. Um, I start a game and if I get into it, I will make it the only game I know I'm going to keep playing, but I'll play other games to test them out to see if they want, if they're up in the line eventually. It would probably be better if I just started a game, got it done and moved on. But I constantly have like at least five games going like to the point where it's like I have my switch game that I'm playing right now. Here's the game I have on my PlayStation five that I'm playing through right now. And then here's five games that I'm playing co-op from time to time with my friend based on what we want to do whether that could be like we're going to go jump back into apex or i'm playing through this single player thing or yada yada so i have i play through a whole bunch all the time and last from decoy troy going off sean's conspiracy theory that picross s is just reusing puzzles could they be using the same puzzle for two different images uh yeah probably probably i i don't know what that could be but i there's only so many numbers in the world (laughs) i mean it's it's easy enough for them to be like this rectangle is a picture frame and this rectangle is a window yeah so i would not be surprised yep good point all right hebrew lantern now that this is in the running in my opinion for weirdest differences between u.s and japan arts what's your favorite so this is uh scarlet nexus cover art yeah, and the one that right. they showed was Scarlet Nexus has a pretty different uh, box art for U.S. and Japan. In Japan, it's got all the anime characters on the front. In the U.S., it's like two characters in hoods with like shadowed faces just hiding all the anime yeah. they can. Yeah. Um, Aiko, 
I always remember that Ico looks terrible yeah. in North America versus Japan. Sure. I remember there was a bunch of things over the years, but I'm trying to remember like any of them now. Heavy Rains is super weird. It actually has three different ones because Europe has a different one as well. Um, all I can remember is one of them got like a nose sticking out of the water. So it was just like a wet nose being rained on. <laughs> um, and then we, I think we have like all the characters with like the woman up front because of course we do. And then I think the, yeah, I think Japan has like the origami bird on it. I hate the, a lot of times I hate the American version yeah. because it's always just the main character holding a sword or gun. Yep. Standing there. And then like, Sometimes a collage of enemies they fight or people you meet in the background with like random. So like one of these is Resident Evil 4. Our version has like Leon in the front holding a gun and like the chainsaw guy behind beside him or whatever. The like other version that other places got is just like kind of an artsy like silhouetted tree line with like a red background and there's just like the silhouette of the chainsaw man standing there like in the darkness it's like yeah that's awesome looking or like you said with uh Ico or eco or whatever it's literally him with his fucking sword up and the uh girl behind him in like a dream state or something like that and then like the other one everyone else gets is basically like postmodern painting yep. or something of them in the landscape we yeah i know um for on the ds zelda spirit tracks in um america we get just like link with his sword and then zelda yep. in her armor like behind him like ready to fight and then um, and then europe gets this great looking one where they're both having a blast on a train coming at you just in like a nice gorgeous field and it's like these guys are having so yeah. much fun i wish i was having that much fun but instead i got angry link and then I think the weirdest one is there's a Kirby game on the DS. I can't remember specifically which one it is, but Japan got the exact same box art. It's exactly the same, except our Kirby, the eyes are angry. That's pretty funny. Holy crap. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> in Japan, that. Kirby looks happy. Oh, that's really funny. I think that's the weirdest one. Like, they literally said, hang on, he needs to be angrier or else Americans won't buy it. Holy shit, I just found it, actually. Um, Is it Mass Attack? It. I can't read this. Writing. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know the names. I think it might be Mass Attack. The Squeak Squad mean anything? Pretty sure that's what this says. No, it's Unless it it's is Mass Attack. Let me see the Japan one. I'm trying to find like the, the article here for you. I'm not seeing the comparison, but anyway. There you go. Uh, Rinku writes. Well, somehow or another, you got another genie and it ended exactly as you think. Thankfully, however, Paul has gotten sick of these questions and you found a good lawyer in magical court and you win against the genie. 
Other than the usual cleaning up of shenanigans, you're allowed an ironic punishment on the genie. What is it? An ironic punishment? Yeah, you get oh. an ironic punishment for the genie. Um, the genie has to make a wish that only I can grant, and then I don't do it. I, okay. <laughs> so he, ha- <laughs> he has to wish for something, and then you're just going to be like, no. And then I'm just like, no. <laughs> the, G- the genie's going to look up and, and shout, save us, and I'm going to look down and whisper, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, maybe something like, like you put, you kind of put a curse on the genie that if they ever like do the whole, like they they took the 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 wish too literal, so that yeah. it ended up screwing you over. If they do that, they lose like a year on their life. Okay. However, yeah. but then genies are probably immortal though, right? So what would that even do? Uh, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. So maybe every time they do that. That's the other thing. I'm just trying to think like if it get hurts, it, it would have to get hurt in some way that won't kill it because maybe the genie wants death like it's trying to escape. Totally. Yeah. So it would have to just it would have to just be some kind of pain. I don't know. I also don't really want to torture a genie physically. Yeah. That just seems messed <laughs> this up. It's gotten really dark. Yeah. Every time the genie does this, we're going to waterboard him. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe it would have to be something like the genie gets trapped in the lamp for a certain amount of time, because I feel like most genies want to get out of the lamp and they were. And thank you so much for freeing me. I've been in there for four centuries. Yeah. Yeah. They have to share the lamp with something they hate. Whether it's like another genie or a second version of themselves, I don't know. Yeah, this has gone off the deep end already. All right, VGC Kenny writes in, Good news, Sakurai's announced there will be a new character pack for Smash. Even better news that people will vote on it. However, there's a catch. Everyone can get can vote on the options for how the votes go. Oh, okay. People can vote on how the votes go yep. themselves. The choices are five new characters voted worldwide, ten new characters voted on by Japan, and the or the Japan, the U.S. and one randomly selected country, or fifteen new characters voted on by Japan alone. Which option would you vote for? My answer is easy. I don't care, so I'm not voting. What about you? I'm gonna say fifteen new characters voted on by Japan alone. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think some shenanigans would happen. Like, like, what yeah. are some of the scenarios? We got a whole bunch of Fire Emblem characters. That's probably what would happen. Yeah, that sounds horrible. But as someone who really doesn't care. okay, it would be kind of funny. It would also be kind of funny to see worldwide what five characters get voted on that, like the world agrees on. Essentially, I also kind of like the uh, idea of making it one specific country's like game choices. So what if we just got a bunch of characters that no one's heard of? Sure. I think we both agree that 10 new characters voted on by three nations is like the worst one. I think that's the mo- the least interesting one. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, so like what would happen if it was worldwide? Do you think it would just end up being like the meme characters would get in because enough people yeah. would vote? It would and, be like Pepe, 
uh, I mean, Waluigi, Dora the Explorer, Waluigi maybe would show up in there. Peppa Pig. See, those are more interesting to me than just the <laughs> game characters that we keep hearing, like Gino and, and and Waluigi and Dante. Oh, Gino. Gino would probably be like one of the five. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. 15 Japan alone, like people would just go crazy that like, how come Japan gets it all? How come they get to keep picking everything? Yeah. Uh, second question, if the Internet became its own sovereign entity with its own laws and own leaders, would you apply to be a literal citizen of the Internet? Absolutely not. That sounds like a nightmare. Nope. Yep. Rasterman7 writes, so I've recently had a ghost trick ending TM moment with an anime called Odd Taxi. In other words, most, if not all of the questions I had raised throughout its course were answered and it was quite satisfying. Now... Aside from that one, what other games have done something similar in your experience? And what about the opposite? As in, what games left you with more questions than answers by the end? Uh, I don't know how the other games in this series does this, but I felt pretty satisfied by everything. I was just like, what about this with 999? 999 is real good. I feel like the next one... Well, 999 does... There's some cliffhangers at the end of it. Um... But it does wrap things up for sure. Uh, I want to say the next game left more things open-ended, but I think it's because they knew there was going to be a third one. Uh, 999 is pretty isolated, so yes, 999 is real good about it. I was going to say any uh, Ace Attorney game, but it's the same um, director from Ghost Trick, so that makes sense to me. Um, One that I feel left me with more questions was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you (laughs) finished that going... (laughs) What is what is this game? <laughs> what is happening? Totally. I thought yeah. I knew where this was going, but no, I don't know anything. Totally. Ghost Trick is so good. The only uh, official TDP game of the year, right? Ever. I thought the most recent game of the year got like a higher score. It didn't Hades get an even higher score than Ghost Trick cumulatively? Pretty Wasn't sure. Ghost Trick on all of your number one though? I don't. I don't think it was all of our number ones. Oh. I think it was high oh, up okay. there. But I think Hades beat it out by a couple points. I, the people in the chat will know better. They 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 have a whole spreadsheet. Oh, all right, fair enough. All right, last question from Elita one two three four. Someone is offering to make a cake, made to make a cake made in the shape of a video game character's head of your choosing. Which character would it be, and what kind of cake? Characters ahead. One that this isn't a character's head, but this would just be kind of a cool looking cake. Is like a katamari. Yeah. That would be a cool because it would just look like a kind of like a mess, like a like a big spherical mess. Um, oh, and then you could cut into it and all those layers. Well, oh. that's the other thing is, I, and initially you would say, and there'd be so many different flavors. I think that would suck, though. I don't think that would be a very mm. good cake. I would just want it to be one cake. So I feel like this kind of does this question not just like who's your favorite video game character and what's your favorite kind of cake? Like essentially, yeah. Or does it need that's to relate? Because or because no matter what, I'm going to say chocolate cake with whoever I pick. Right, because their example, I guess I didn't read it, is red velvet cake shaped like Mario, which is kind of like. Because of the red? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 
Man. Trying to think like chocolate cakes, like my favorite cake, ice cream cakes, real good. And I'm trying to think characters that kind of line up with that. I don't know. I guess on the Katamari one, like you could do like the prince's head or the, or the, or the king of the cosmos's head. And then maybe it's like a matcha cake. That sounds like it'd be pretty good. I'm just kind of thinking like green colors. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, that would probably be pretty good. Katamari is a good answer. Just the ball? Like. Yeah. Yeah. What about, what's the sport in Final Fantasy X? Ball? What about a blitz ball cake? (laughs) There's definitely been a, I'm going to just Google that right now. There has to be a blitz ball cake. Someone got that blitz ball cake. Honestly, like nothing's really coming up. Like I'm trying to think if there's like a blueberry cake or something like that for like a Mega Man shaped head or a blueberry cake. I mean, I feel like you could make there's fruit cakes. So, yeah, a blueberry cake could be your thing. I I personally am not a big fan of fruit cakes or or even dessert cakes with fruit. I guess I could do strawberry cake. That'd be okay. Oh, you don't like you don't like like a lemon lime or actually lemon and lime would be pretty good and like lemon meringue pie and stuff is good i'm just i guess i'm thinking of like the worst part of black black forest cake is like the cherry filling oh okay i i don't mind the cherry filling in a black forest but i'm not like overly crazy about black forest in general i just want an ice cream cake i want like the dairy queen style ice cream cake where it's like a big chunk of vanilla and then like the little cookie crumbs and then you got your fudge and then the chocolate at the bottom. Okay. And it's just Nathan Drake. Okay. <laughs> By the time you get it, he's all like warped from yeah. like melting and stuff yeah. like that. And my mom my mom went and picked one up and she she got it. She brought a picture in and Dairy Queen made it. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I man, I almost want to see what they would do if I brought in a picture of like I'm, some random character. If I remember correctly, they had like a way to like almost print a photo onto the cake. So it would look oh, fine. Lame. Yeah. Cause I remember in the past, my mom has like had grabbed like weird photoshops of me and put those on cakes and brought that for my birthday and stuff as oh, like that's a fun, pretty good. fun gag. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for questions this week. If you would like to send a question in it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Near. And my game of the week is going to be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Cool. All right. Um, stay tuned if you're a Patreon backer, because we are going to be doing our Bug Fables episode uh, shortly after this. John should be joining us. I hope he has not messaged us yet, which is not a good sign. Um, <laughs> and we have our July game. As I mentioned earlier, it is Backbone which is what we will be playing through uh, next month. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, it's on Game Pass PC, so you should play along with us if you're interested. It's about a a noir detective game where you play a raccoon in Vancouver, Canada, Uh, which sounds great to me, so I'm looking forward to that. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.